Boys and girls, Mel Hubbard here for your Elon Daily this Monday, April 22nd. How was Game of Thrones last night? What the what did you see when the thing and then the other and then and the oh, can you and she and he what the what did you think I was really going to do a spoiler there? Did you really think so? Of course, I wasn't because I haven't watched it yet. That's for after the recording, right? And for those of you that are like, stop talking about Game of Thrones, I hate Game of Thrones. Why does everybody talk about Game of Thrones? Have you watched it? I'll tell you this, I didn't watch it for about six years, six seasons in, and then I finally broke down and started watching it. And uh, hello, uh, there is very attractive people doing things to each other, there is dragons, there is intrigue, uh, did I say there are dragons? Oh, there are dead people? It's like the adult version of Lord of the Rings. So that's either the greatest thing in the world to you, or the worst thing in the world to you, but I can tell you, it's so well costumed, it's so well acted, it's it's good. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't be a hater until you've seen it. And if you've seen it, and you hate it, I don't want to hear about it. Let's talk about Tesla, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here is an article from, yeah, wait for it, Electric, but it's by... Jameson Dow, and you can now buy an inventory Model 3. What does that mean? So there's a whole bunch of Model 3s that are out there that have been, say, returned, or they've been used to do driving things to show people how the Model 3 works. Or somebody's configured it, and they've built it, and then at the last second they're like, I don't want it, I want a different one. And so there's a group of cars that are potentially out there that you can get much quicker than the usual model, which is go online, purchase it, and then they'll build it, and then you'll get it in four weeks or whatever it is. So this is not because if you want a Model 3 quickly now, there is a way of doing it. And uh, that's pretty cool. And sometimes, if S and X are any example, and I'm sure they are, sometimes what can happen is that you can get pretty much the exact configuration you want, but at a significant discount because it's been driving people around and it's not really new. It's in fact used. So this, I think, is good news for those people that need a car right now. Your car exploded and uh, you need a car right now because you're a very busy person, you're very important, and I can't wait four weeks, you might, under those circumstances, be tempted to go buy <gasps> an ice car or something terrible like that. Well, now you can go online and you can go and see if there's something that's uh, about what you want at about the price you want, and every now and then at less than the price you want. So uh, I think this is a good thing, and this is what happened with S and an X, and uh, the conspiracy theorists out there, might be trying to think, well, this is the end of Tesla again, because, you know, the conspiracy theorists are always saying it's the end of Tesla. No, this is normal. This is normal. And then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm sure you all heard about this, but SpaceX just had a big problem. So we've got SpaceX's Crew Dragon suffered a catastrophic explosion over in Cape Canaveral. So this is the little capsule that's eventually supposed to take people into space, people into space. And it, you know, did a little fly, fly up there and then it came back. They were basically testing it. My understanding is that they're testing it as part of the escape system. So when you get to max Q, when you're going really fast and there's maximal pressures, what they're going to do is then sort of test this launch escape system. So you're up there in your crew and something bad's happening. With sort of a millisecond to spare, you're supposed to be able to hit this thing, boom, or automatically, boom, and it'll fire off that capsule. And so the rocket can fly away and explode, and you, the astronauts, can come back to Earth, and you'll have enough thrust in this thing to land you. That's the basic concept, right? So what happened with this test is it exploded. It Just like it just went boom, even before they got to the point where they were going to actually do that special launch thruster thing 
through the super drago thrust, as they're called. So it seems that it was actually the propellant and everything before they even got to that part of the testing that made the Dragon capsule explode. Obviously, this is alternative. We don't know, and there's going to be a thorough investigation, but there ain't no way they're going to be putting people in this thing for quite a while now. So this, no doubt, has put uh, SpaceX back months, potentially years. We'll definitely be hearing more about this, but it's a bit of a disaster. So again, this is the reused one. They brought it back, and I think it's C201 is what they're calling this Dragon capsule. And uh, really a problem. If you go online, you can see some interesting pictures of uh, plumage of uh, badness here. C201, it's called. So it's really a bit of a bummer. But in the nine years that SpaceX has been doing this, um, this is really the first and worst time they've had something like this happen. So... Upsetting. Very upsetting. But I guess on the other hand, this is why you test, test and retest and uh, do it again and again and again. They've used the the uh, cargo and crew dragons apparently 18 times according to um, Teslarati. And this is the first time that there's been a failure like this, obviously. But this is why before you put humans into your little spaceship, you better test the crap out of it. And even then, it just scares me to death. When I see humans in rockets, because there is so much explosive force there, and you know we've seen these disasters over the years from NASA, and um, it's really important that SpaceX gets this right before that there is a human in there for obvious reasons. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, to finish today off, let's talk about solar panels. And I happen to have a son who actually happens to be doing an electrical engineering degree. Just started; it's just getting into it. But he's doing this environmental engineering course, just as an introduction to environmental engineering, which, by the way, he loves. Hello. Very excited about that. But he was telling me about uh, solar panels, and they were talking about solar panels. And did you know this? When they talk about solar panel efficiency, like a really, really efficient solar panel right now is like 22% efficient. And what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean what I thought it meant. I thought that it meant that the sun comes down and all those photons and waves of light are coming down and it's able to convert about 22% of that energy into electricity. But that's not actually what it means because it turns out that a solar panel put on the ground can only absorb about 30% of the total amount of energy that the sun is spewing onto the earth. Because a whole bunch of it just is outside what it can absorb. It's in the infrared spectrum or it's uh, way down in the lower end of the ultraviolet or stuff like that. So a solar panel, even if it was 100%, 100% effective, it would only be 30% effective, if you know what I mean. So of all of that energy that is pounding onto the earth, a solar panel is only able to work in about 30% of that spectrum. And what we're talking about when we talk about solar panel efficiency, how efficient it is at turning that 30% into electricity. So the most efficient solar panels are doing 22% of that 30%, right? It's pretty interesting. The other thing he showed was a graph of the cost per watt over time. And in 1977, around when there was the oil crisis and Jimmy Carter was putting solar panels on the, the roof of the White House, it was $79 per watt. That's how much solar panels were. And now they're at, guess it, what's the number? How many dollars per watt? 30 cents. And that was in 2015. I'm sure it's even lower today. I know it's lower today. It's probably a half or a third of that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the technology here has moved so fast. And we've read a number of recent reports that here in the United States, that solar panels plus battery backup is now cheaper than even a gas-fired picket plant. Get your head around that. So as these trends continue, the thing that will kill, that will kill the fossil fuel industry is economics. 
not the desire to do the right thing, but economics. So that's why we do the show. That's why we really want Elon to succeed, because this is really important. And tomorrow we'll talk more about a new book that is out and some other revelations about autopilot and driving, because I got to drive six hours up the coast, six hours down the coast, I'll navigate an autopilot with it uh, changing lanes without me telling it to, and I'll tell you my experience of that in the mañana. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daily for now, but it is going to change. And the current idea and the current thought is that Elon Daily will move over into Talking Tesla, so there'll just be one podcast, it'll be daily, and then twice a month we'll do the big show, and the Twitter and everything will stay in the same place, and it'll be Talking Tesla, because uh, we need to consolidate the effort now that we've proven that we can do a daily podcast, even if it's only average. Talk to you tomorrow. Herbert out.